oh, you know this is Hollywood because what black man stays in his kid's life this long? Yeah, I saw comments where it was like, uh, I will never buy Domino's pizza again. This is a great way for you to lose your clientele, Domino. And like, it's all of this over over a- Over pizza? Over, Mediocre over a pizza? pizza? <laughs> Shitty <laughs> pizza? All right. <laughs> all right. This episode is brought to you by In the Envelope, the actor's podcast. Every actor has a story to tell. In the Envelope, the actor's podcast features candid, relatable conversations with today's biggest stars. Subscribe now and hear in-depth interviews with Brendan Fraser, Aubrey Plaza, Sebastian Stan, Ana de Armas, and many, many more, all speaking intimately about their craft, creative process, and career advice. Join host backstage senior editor Vanny Mancuso for this guide to unlocking your performance potential from those who do it every day. In the Envelope, the Actors Podcast. Hey, everybody, this is Slate It Till You Make It. I'm your host, Katherine Donnelly. And today's industry guest has become one of the few reality TV stars to make it as a working actor and comedian in Hollywood. He has over 50 million views of his stand-up comedy on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. He's one of the stars from the hit BET show College Hill, Virgin Island. He sold his pilot HGTV show, My Flipping Family, where he and his brother buy and flip homes around St. Louis. He's been in over 50 national commercials including Progressive, Bank of America, Kia, and so many more. He now travels as a stand-up comic, and you can see him frequently at the Comedy Store and Laugh Factory in Hollywood. I adore this person. I don't even know how much if he knows this. Um, I am starstruck that he's here. He's helped me so much, and he doesn't even know it, but I'm done talking, and I'm going to tell you who it is, ladies and gentlemen, the Willie Mack. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Come into the stage! <laughs> I was looking at this clip of Michael Jackson coming to stage and all he did was stand there for 10 minutes. And I watched the whole 10 minutes of him just standing there. He just, he just, just got there and just was like holding the microphone down. And he was just looking at the audience like this uh. and people was fainting. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> he just stood, not a word came out his mouth. That is a presence. Wow. That is a, it's interesting. Yeah. And one day that that could be us. That it could be us. Maybe you sooner than me, but it's anything's possible. We're in an industry and I was listening to a quote by um uh, Johnny Depp and he was talking about how we're in an industry where one day you could be a server at any place and then the next day you can have the decision to buy a yacht. Where it's just like, we're we're just one yes away. We're, we're one person that'd be like, huh. For example, yesterday, speaking of commercials, <laughs> I uh, posted a commercial yesterday that I did uh, for Northrop Grunham. And uh, a lot of commercials, I don't say, I don't say a lot. It's just usually like, a, it's a look, it's a bite, it's a mmm. It's not, it's no real acting in commercials. Mm. So this particular commercial, I, it was just a little bit of acting. I did a little bit of acting. I run into it. Hey, I got, I got something to tell you all. Blah, 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 blah. This 
writer, uh, like a like a real one, not like one that's ever at a at, at, at an open mic, whatever. <laughs> but he's like he's brought by CAA, and so he's like, hey, he's like, I had no idea that you could act, Willie. And I was like, what? He calls me, and he's like, hey, this is Foley. I saw your last post, and uh, I'm in the middle of a pilot presentation. You would be perfect for. It. I'm being offered a role in this dude's pilot presentation that he's going to show to his agents and managers and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I can't really work on it till after the strike. Mm. But once the strike is over, I plan on shooting it in the fall and uh, I will fly you out to Boston. I'll pay you and all. Just off of a commercial and just off of a post. Someone's like, huh. And this isn't the first time this has happened. Like, this has happened. I got another acting gig that, that's supposed to be coming out one of these days. It's, it's a Even though it's a web series, it's like a highly funded web series. It's not like, mm-hmm. like your friend, like, hey man, I got my phone. Uh, you got your, you got like 30. No, it's like, it's a whole production. And just saw something that I posted. It's just, it's just, wow. Something like that. That's the industry we're in. That's so trippy also so many of these uh, i was just thinking about it i was i forgot who i was talking to it was a friend though and then she was like some years are amazing there's years i've made pretty good six digits and then the next year it'd be like fifteen thousand. and you and you thinking this six digit stuff mm-hmm. it was gonna just gonna keep on coming in like i think i did a residence in commercial and i made like three hundred thousand dollars off of it <laughs> And over like two years. And that was just that commercial. And I had multiple. And I'm over here like, oh, yeah, I made it in my head. And then it was like two years of nothing. And then I go into like this depression. And then I'm like, oh, why can't I book again? What was that a fluke? And you start questioning yourself. You start questioning Mm. everything that you believe in, whether you pray, whether you don't pray. I was a comic was talking about how he's like, I would never sell my soul to the devil. But I would look at the contract. And I just thought that was hilarious because sometimes we get to these <laughs> points where we're like, I don't know what to believe in. I don't know what to do. I'm scared. I'm freaking out. I'm panicking. Mm. Yeah, we're in an interesting industry. I don't know how we chose it. I don't know how it chose us. Mm-mm. But uh, we we out here and we and we are doing the best we can sometimes. Yeah. And I think that's like all we can do because I if I could... <laughs> If I could pick something else to do that would be like as thrilling and I'm as passionate about and as stimulating and all the things, but just more stably, stable emotionally and financially, I would pick something else, but that I can't do it. And I think the reason why it's so like intoxicating and so amazing, it just all the things to be on a set is because you're with people who are just like you and they can't, yeah. there's nowhere else they'd rather be like not even home with their families, sadly, you know, maybe some of them, but it's just like you're with these people who would like live and die for this thing that you can't really put a finger on. But it's sort of just like a magical thing we get to do all of it. The whole business is magic and pain. And so wait, this phone call you got from this guy was, was this like yesterday? Yesterday. What? 
while I was on set shooting a di- another commercial, oh, uh, shooting a commercial with Jim uh, Jim Gaffigan, oh and it's like there was ten people on set. Now everybody on set are bookers; like uh. everyone does very well. I remember talking to uh, one of the, one of the chicks, uh, Donna Lee, and no, Donnae. I said that's, that's my just, name, but that's yeah, okay. yeah. I was like, wait, yeah, I was there. <laughs> Donna, Donna, is it Donnell? It was Donnell. Oh, I know that's her. Great. You oh, you know. Her black chick with yeah the dude pump. she books so much wait That's she just booked a job she came in oh god she booked a big job i was working for maybe it was with someone at 200 south these of everybody on this set were bookers and we was all going back and forth telling jokes and we had the best time and and she and she was like this is probably the best time i've ever had on a set and, and then you think about it a lot of people have problems with their jobs even uh-huh. if it's consistent, even if it's consistent money, uh-huh. people have, they're trying to get, make more money, their hours, like the idea for me personally, I sucked at nine to fives. I never came on time for lunch. Like I was always just like a couple minutes off, just a couple minutes. Like, and it'd be like random. So I'm like, I'd be going back to my desk and my stomach would be like, girl. I'd be like, oh my God. And I'm like, ah. I fell asleep in bathrooms at offices a couple of times, but I'm just like, I just, I'm, I gotta use the bathroom. Just like, I need a 15 minute now. I just need to close my eyes for 15 minutes. We work as a, as a commercial actor. If you can work at least five times a year, three times a year, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, where other places, there's not too many places that you can just work three, four days a year. Yeah, I and know. And be good. And it's like going to summer camp. It's just like, wow, (laughs) I'm with all these amazing, funny people and I'm eating all this free food and that and like also I'm made to look beautiful and people love me. Like who doesn't like this? And there's activities. Who doesn't like that? And the food is good. Like oh. if, if y'all if y'all never been on a set or watching from from Iowa, <laughs> like this ain't this ain't like a let me go get y'all a burger uh-huh. or hey, let me get you y'all want hot dogs or or grilled cheeses. Nah, yesterday I had steak. I don't know what kind of pasta this was, but it was like a pesto pasta. <laughs> with prawns like I, I felt myself almost do this to someone like i felt like a king like young oh yeah <laughs> really? oh. one second please <laughs> <laughs> can i get some ice cream with a brownie please more yes, of course of course you can <laughs> thank you <laughs> you got whatever you want you're you are the king king for a day king for a day that's what it feels like but like we deserve it because we we like we grind. We it, no one sees the other end. Someone sees you in all these commercials and like resume you have, and they're like, "Well, Willie Mac has made it. He hasn't made. He's probably just rolling. His life is great." Like, can you take us to the other side of what's your day to day? And yeah, you've sold a pilot, and you are on HGTV, and you are on a, the Virgin Island show. But like, really, like, what is it like to be you and you're and doing all of these things and balancing it out and not knowing when your next job is gonna come? Is your day to day life as glamorous? as we might think it is it is not it's it's a lot of stress <laughs> it's a lot of anxiety it's a lot of fear it's a lot of fear because you don't know when your next job is going to be every job feels like a blessing i think i cry every time i book a gig because i just you don't know 
I feel it. I feel I'm a book again. I know that I'm going to book again, but you don't know when mm. it might be next week. It might be. I was one of the guys that I was, that was on set yesterday. He drove in from Vegas that morning. He, he did a gig in Vegas. I don't know what today is Thursday. He did a gig in Vegas on Tuesday and drove all the way back after the gig. And it was a gig that I was up for <laughs> that gig and this gig he's like huh i didn't know if i was gonna be able to make it on time came in maybe he was a little late but he, you know he made it on time and he shot he shot two nationals back to back drive blah 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 blah. and not only do i not know when i'm gonna book again i don't know when my next audition is gonna be i don't, don't know when my next callback is gonna be the and i talked to my mom about this and she's a reading teacher she's a reading teacher in st louis and she's like i could never do what you do no matter matter how much money I would be making like she's been offered principal positions she's been offered administrative positions she's like no I'm good with this consistent income I'm good with this simple life what we do is a very stressful life it's a very hard and then on top of that like I live with my son my son my son lives with me I don't live with him <laughs> that's so right. I was like, I'm, I'm taking care of somebody else so it's not only if I don't eat if I don't book not only do I not eat somebody that that's I'm taking care of that's my son doesn't he and so there's that added pressure of that as a father and it's scary and you try to budget but sometimes your budget goes well sometimes your budgeting is awful I'm a shopaholic I own like 150 some pair of shoes Mm. I sometimes I get upset I have I have shoppers remorse all the time I'm like why did I buy that (laughs) Willie you know you need to keep this amount of money in your bank account or else <laughs> in a couple months we don't know <laughs> so. <laughs> wait so how do you how do you cope with the you know everyone has their own ways but how do you cope with this anxiety of the unknown or are you just used to it do you have methods what's your what's your tactic you don't get used to it it's like saying how do you how do you get used to being hit it's like there's no there's no getting used to it. you just, you just it, it's a hit you it's brace a, yourself better, maybe. And so those are the things that you do. Mm. So it still hurts. It still bothers you. You're still anxious. You just kind of have an understanding of things. Like right now, just to talk, just to be just completely open and honest, I stay in a place that costs $3,300 a month. Mm. Too bad. And September 1st, my lease is up. And I'm going to have to move because I can't afford $3,300 a month anymore. So I am going to have to, I'm, uh, me and my boy are going to rent a house together and it'll it'll knock at least $1,000 off looking at some of the properties we're looking at around like $3,600. So I'm like, we split that up. I'm going to have to pay two times for me and my son and he pays that. I got to allocate and just like break down. I have to... I, it's, it's these realities that you have to deal with. I have two cars. I have, and I, I have a Prius, mm. which is my little baby that I drive. <laughs> You're a Prius or yeah. two. I've had three Prius. I have, I'm on my third Prius. I have one Prius. Uh-huh. I'll always have one Prius. I always have one Prius. <laughs> it's and the best my- LA car. <laughs> yeah, that's your L. Yeah, yeah, it's the best LA car. Now Tesla's trying to take over being the LA car. Nah. But Prius is the original. Yeah, we are. And then my second car is a 92 Camaro. Oh, boy. Now my Camaro drinks so much gas. So now 
I can't drive my Camaro as much as I used to. So mm. now from it being a weekend car, so on Saturdays and Sundays, this was my car. This is the car that made me just feel like, yeah, Willie, you, you, you're doing it, you, you know? <laughs> And then that turns into, all right, I'm going to have to put you away. I'll have to drive you every other week now. So you have to find these type of balances and understand that this comes with what you do. Yeah. If you work a regular job, you're going to have to come to work on time. If you if you want to make extra money, you're going to have to ask for overtime. If, no matter what part of life you're at, you're going to have to plan and adjust and, and, and things just keep getting more expensive. So mm. now what do you do? And I tell myself, it's going to suck for right now. But this isn't going to be my forever. Don't judge my future by how I look right now. Mm. And I know that to be true. Mm. And I've been in a position where I have lost everything. This was this was like 2013, 14, 13, 14. And uh, I remember, let me see if I still have it. Hold on, hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> I keep this tin can around because there was one point, all the money that I had was in this tin can. Wow. Everything that I owned was in that little tin can. Just I remember bills having the, or uh, pe- pennies or dollar bills everything what coins and dollars this was my bank account that was it right okay there. guys for reference this is this, like the size of like a coke can like a yeah that's it's a size legit of- it's like a shaker <laughs> Like yeah, a, like a little salt shaker. What? I end up having to uh, call my brother who was living in Bellflower at the time. And Bellflower is not close. For those that don't know, <laughs> I didn't have a car. So in order to go to an audition in Los Angeles from Bellflower, I had to ride my bike almost two miles to the train station, take the green line to, I think it was the blue line to the red line, and then catch a bus to get to my audition. It would take me like three and a half hours hours to get to an audition and I would do that that's what I had to do because I don't know what I would do if I wasn't doing this industry if I wasn't doing comedy if I wasn't doing commercials like I could figure things out I've had multiple jobs I used to edit reality tv shows at that time when I was living in Bellflower when I wasn't booking anything I had to resort to editing I lied on my application because I knew how to edit I edited in Premiere Mm -hmm. but it was like do you know how to edit in Avid and I was like yeah yeah I'm not editing Avid what and then i made a deal with them they was like they kind of because they kind of heard it. it was like are you sure and i was like how about this let me work here for two weeks for free and you'll see how good i am and then if y'all at, after two weeks y'all don't want me then y'all can fire let me go and if y'all want me then i can stay and they're like all right two weeks for free bet and in that two weeks i watched so many youtube videos i was learning as i was going I bought this Avid assistance handbook. I stayed overtime and everything. And eventually I learned it. I'm a pretty quick learner and I end up keeping the job. It was a lot of phone calls and a lot of people helped me out along the way, but that was what I had to do to make sure that me and him were, were good. Those are the dark sides of what we do. There's the dark side of the constant rejection and not just constant rejection. Like there's three parts normally for audition. There's the audition, which they bring in maybe like let's humor 200 people into audition. There's the callback where the agency picks their favorite 30, 40. Then the director picks their favorite 30, 40. And so it narrows down to maybe 60 is throwing out a number. 
and you're hoping that some of y'all's picks have collided and like, oh, you picked Willie too. All right. Mm-hmm. And then there's a veil. A veil is once they narrow these folks down, there's like they narrow down to maybe like three people. And uh, they call it a veil hail. <laughs> Because it feels like hell. They say a veil, the way that they try to word it in classes and stuff is, if you're on a veil, it's like you book the gig without getting the money. Because you're it. And you're like, I don't I don't care about booking the gig without the money. Like, I, I, I need the money. And so you start to calculate it. Like, oh my gosh, if I book this gig, this would be like $25,000, $30,000. I can pay this off. I can go get this i have this much and so you're like yeah 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 and then you get a call sometimes and be like you didn't get it and it takes me a few days to be like after cussing and just being angry like dang what could i have done better was it and it's nothing you could have done it's the smallest thing it could be like huh we had a dark-skinned black guy with glasses last commercial Let's mm-hmm. go with this guy. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, it's nothing. The very first commercial I ever booked, I was playing football. It was a football commercial. Went into the original audition and they brought six of us in at a time, maybe seven. And they're like, tell us your football experience. This person, some of these people were athletes. Yeah, I played two years pro football. I was all state. I was all this. Another person come in. Yeah, I, I, I ran a four, a four, three, played da, 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 da. And then it comes to me like, Willie, now my truth is to you all, I played two years in high school. I played my sophomore year and I played my senior year. And when I say I played, I was on the team. Uh I got in the game one time because one, one player in one game who went to the NFL later just demolished everybody. I mean, he sprained three people's ankles and it was just like, he was just out there bullying. And they're like, uh, who we either put in the cheerleader or Willie. And it was like, uh, I guess we put in Willie. It was more, like, that's how much I played in high school. Uh-huh. But in this audition, I was like, man, I'm going to tell you all now. I'm faster than this guy. I know you can tell by his hands that he can't catch. There's a reason this person's in this room because they ain't, I'm talking the most stuff. So that was the audition. I leave. I get a call from my agent, you know, a couple of days later. Hey, Willie, you got a call back. Bet. <laughs> but they actually want you to play football. Uh, ah. So we played at Pan Pacific Park. They had a quarterback. They what? Had, <laughs> you had to play? No. Had to actually play football. Oh, they telling me routes. I haven't, I don't remember any routes beside go for a Hail Mary, which meant <laughs> just run. Uh-huh. Oh my God. I dropped every ball that they threw at me. I caught one ball, but it was by accident. I like tripped and <laughs> it like landed in me. And it was like, this dude is pathetic. And I go to my car and I cry. I said, what am I doing? This is the craziest thing. I'm like, oh, I'm so embarrassing. And because I was watching some of these people, they were, mm. they was mwah, phenomenal. I get a call from my agent that I booked it. And I said, I booked it? How? They say nobody else had an Afro. This spot is meant for the 70s. <laughs> You're the only one in the Afro. So that's how I booked my very first commercial because I had an Afro. And even in the commercial, it got to a point where they was trying to throw the ball for me for real, still couldn't catch it. They had it to where they just had like a ball come, come down. I'm like, ugh. Uh, like that's how they <laughs> shot the commercial. <laughs> what? It never ended up airing. 
It was for Bell South, and uh, that's what got me into SAG. My turning point in commercials was uh, I took a class in, like, 2012. Is this casting director. His name was Stuart Stone. Oh, my God. My first boss. You remember Stuart? My first casting boss as an Really? Uh Uh-huh. 2015. I applied to his ad in the UTA listings saying I had experience as an assistant, which I may or may not have had. Yeah, I lasted three jobs, but he's booked me on commercials too. Yeah. (laughs) So I took his class. He had a class? I did not know that. Very, very raw, very honest person. Uh Uh-huh. He spoke his mind. He, He wasn't, he wasn't like a friendly he was cool but he wasn't necessarily the friendliest Mm -hmm. and i respected that though so one class i do my scene i do a decent job and he's like willie you have an amazing look i'm like he's like you you look (laughs) he's like you said i got a nice smile he gave me all these compliments he says but if you really want to book commercials here's what you're gonna have to do and i'm like i'm listening he said you're gonna have to take some of the baritone out your voice while you're talking you're going to have to talk faster and maybe put on like some glasses. And I remember saying in class, I'm like, so you want me to sound and look white? That's what I said. And he said, yeah. He said, you have to remember that most of the ad agency is all white. Most of the production companies are all white. Most of the cat, the directors are all white. The casting directors are all white. The casting assistants are white. The person who hold the cameramans are all white. <laughs> and so he said, so when they're listening, so when they're practicing, when they're reading the copy to each other before they submit it out for it to be okay, because it's the month's process from client to ad agency to whatever. He's like, there's a month's process. He said, so they're hearing their voice in these commercials. He's like, he's like, they're hearing their voice. They're seeing themselves. And there's been plenty of spots where the, where the, what's it called with the pictures on it? I can't treatment? think of it. No, it's, yeah, maybe treatment, storyboard. The storyboard, yeah. Like, and, I, and I've seen them. He said, most of the storyboards, they're drawn white. And mm-hmm. they, they end up putting in a black person or a person of color because of that, for diversity reasons. Right. They're not draw. they don't necessarily draw out the black person blah 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 and i and like and when he said that i got mad at first i was like man f Stewart, man you can't tell me to be blah 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 but then after i relaxed and calmed down i said <laughs> let me try it mm. let me instead of saying i love this coca-cola i say i love this coca-cola mm. In- instead of being like whatever you know I, I changed it up I, I i do what they call in the in the black community i code switched and uh I've never heard that <laughs> you gotta be in the black community yeah obviously <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to worry about hearing that word <laughs> so after i made that switch i started booking like crazy i started booking these gigs these gigs and most of my commercials like if you see them i'm wearing i'm wearing glasses yeah and that's where that joke came from uh i have a joke what i do on stage like i say uh i wear glasses because glasses make black people look safe like if i take my glass off and look at everybody like this is this angry black guy staring at you but if i keep this face and put glasses on that look like i'm thinking about something <laughs> and i was like what that's crazy and then i saw an snl sketch because 
after it was like three of us that was throwing glasses in all of our spots. SNL had a skit where Kenan Thompson played, like the title was The Black Guy in Every Commercial. And I'm going to see if I can find it as I'm talking to you and just show you the picture because I posted it. And it was him wearing glasses and wearing an afro because that's how people saw us. Wow. And then I end up, you remember that there was that Cheerios commercial where, okay, here it is. Let me see if I can, let me turn the brightness up and all of that. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> the one black guy in every commercial, <laughs> black glasses in the front. And that was my, that was my look. That's you. That's me. And it's like, it got to a point where they was able to make fun of it on SNL. Like that, that's how crazy that is. Wow. And it's interesting and difficult sometimes. Not difficult. Difficult is not the right word. That's that's my lack of vocabulary speaking. But it's interesting, awkward sometimes being the one Black person on set. Like I remember doing the Applebee's commercial. Let me see if I can pull it up as I talk to you. I'm the only Black guy in this commercial. And uh, I remember the DP being like, oh man, this shot's bothering me. What, what is it about this shot? So they they brought, uh, the director said that. Then the director brought in, brought over the DP and they was just looking at the like all right everybody do the, the actors do it again and we and, and we did it again and again and again and again and it was like and then one of the guys says oh i know what's wrong we need to go get the tay Diggs light mm. and i'm like what the hell is the tay Diggs light i've never heard this being spoke before so apparently tay Diggs is usually the only black person in a lot of his commercial oh, i can't find a spot i don't i was trying to go to ispot um dot tv where you can for those that don't know what ispot dot tv is it's this place where all your commercials are kind of listed and like you can kind of go in and tag yourself in on it and uh oh here it is Let's see if I can play this. So this is the commercial. Why am I a fan of Applebee's fan favorite quesadilla burger? It's a burger inside a quesadilla. Genius. Hot, <laughs> melty cheese. Fresh. Pico de gallo. Whoa. Mine. Whoa. Everyone's a fan with Applebee's super so they was having a trouble lighting me with the other actors that's on set. So they had this guy like with this with this particular light, just like it was a one of those Kino flows, and uh, he was just kind of just doing this light specifically on me. And it was so embarrassing where you just got this person like, all right, Willie, when you lean in, make sure when you, when Willie leans in, fresh people, the guy, you pull back. So they're doing this. I was like, and, it, and it's not the first time that type of stuff has happened, mm. but this is what kind of pays the bills. This is, this is what I do. And there's nothing else I'd rather, it's a lot's changed since yeah. these those conversations in those times i imagine and, right i mean huh? i said i imagine because the push for diversity has really really like increased since probably black lives matter movement COVID, all of the things but do you think it's really changed do you feel like on set that all of that is now just equal and it's not mm -hmm. all white men picking the people still it's all kind of the same but surface level diverse right it's surface level diverse i did a uh jack-in-the-box commercial and it was for Jack in the Box came out with a fried chicken scented face mask. And uh, this was during COVID. 
Mm-hmm. And so the, the spot was, a, it, it was like these people being blindfolded, is a uh, blindfolded and then we're supposed to smell what it is and we're thinking it's actual food. So it's like, is that what I think it is? And this is what I'm saying. I'm like, these are my lines. Is that what I think it is? It smells crispy. Is that fried chicken? Like, I'm like, and I remember turning, I was going to turn the commercial down. I told Jen, my agent, I said, like, Jen, I don't, I don't feel comfortable being the black guy smelling a fried chicken sending face mask. I feel like they gonna, the, the community gonna make fun of me for this one. Jen's like, are you sure? I'm like, ah, it's only an internet only. It's an internet social media spot anyways. Maybe I would feel better about it if it was national, but nah, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. And I told my boy about it, the one that I'm moving in with, Danny. Mm-hmm. I said, Danny, I ain't doing this spot, bro. He's like, you have to do it. I was like, why? He's like, you know how many conversations you'll have because of this spot that you're going to do? It's, it's, and he's like, not even just a spot for it, not, not even just the conversations, but as a comedian, you know, we sometimes put ourselves in predicaments and situations and explore certain things and have certain experiences so that we are even able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I did it to talk about. <laughs> so we was making fun of the fact, like even when I was on, we was on set where I was like, I, think, I forgot who I was talking to. Maybe, maybe the ad agency or somebody I, I made it lighter than how i'm saying it now but i was like y'all need to have y'all need somebody y'all need more uh diverse forget diversity in the in the commercial y'all need diversity in the ad agency side somebody would have told y'all a black person I, I didn't say it like this uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But it was like it was it was more jokey like ha ha yeah no yeah. one told y'all that a black person doing a fried chicken sending face mask might have been interesting <laughs> i mean obviously you said it in a tasteful witty way Way, but did much. they did they know what you were saying? Like, did was there like they a response? They laughed it off. Uh-huh. They la- yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I, I didn't say it to like. Mm, it was more like ha. They were like ha ha. Uh-huh. They might have went home and been like, huh. Uh huh. But on set, they didn't. They didn't show that. Wow. So the 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 world of commercials. The, the but it's not just like that for just people of color. I mean, even women have a hard time. Just seeing what some of the women go through on set and Ugh. just like, yeah, we chose an interesting industry and the, and the big change might start with us, but we're not going to fully see everything. It might be 20, 30 years before we're like, I, I run across a all, let's say I'm being sarcastic and funny right now, but like a all people of color ad agency. <laughs> That, that does it. And it's like, yeah. I I'm, see only, I'm only laughing because that like, could be an SNL sketch. You know what I mean? Like, that's how ridiculous mm-hmm. it is. That's how still it has not changed, like how much it isn't. And yeah. as someone who's often sitting in the room with the ad agency and the director and clients usually on Zoom, but in the last three years, I'm sitting in rooms where diversity is the only thing being talked about, but there is not a single diverse person talking. There's 10 white people, including myself, just taking notes. And then maybe two women who are usually white, maybe Asian, and that is it. It's so weird. It's other, it's like the twilight zone. It doesn't feel like much has changed. Again, it's it's like this superficial, super surface level thing. And I'm glad it's creating more opportunities for all kinds of people, but really who still has control over those, of giving the opportunities and also how good are they feeling by just giving opportunities away? You know what I mean? It's like you said, we chose to play this game. This is our playing field. There are some rules that are just kind of fucked up. Every job is going to have bullshit for women, for people of color, for all people. It's like, all right, well, if you can't handle the heat, like go do something else, but I'm not going to do anything 
else. I'm going to sit there and be fucking quiet, but I'm going to listen and I'm I'm tracking and I'm seeing that there's not really a change happening. And that's what's cool about podcasts like what you're doing. So we can even at least have these type of conversations and just it's it's so one thank you for even having me on here and just even having this this conversation but it's also one of those things where i'm in, i'm in this writer's program right now it's uh it's called black media rights whatever black boy rights black boy black girl right uh writers program and it's put people of color specifically black people in writers rooms because you know there's a whole thing it's like ah oh, it's only one percent writers rooms we have black people in it, blah 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 and it's nice to see that there is a conversation happening. So even as you're telling me, like we talk about it, whether it's as much as whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's nice to even that it's talked about. So like even that's a that's a step. It's a it's 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 a side eye step, but it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a step. Sometimes you yeah you you take what you can get because it could it could be no step. Yeah. I I did this commercial. I did a Domino's commercial. It was a it maybe like I would. Okay, it was a Cheerios commercial that showed the first like black and white couple, and it w- it went crazy. Like everybody was like, "What? What is this black man?" Because they never seen a black man and a white woman together in a commercial before. What year? Cheerios- what year was this? Yeah, Woo. you'll have to look this up. I don't okay. remember. If you type in black and white, black and <laughs> white Cheerios commercial. <laughs> Let's see. I'm, I'm gonna look it up too. Are you looking it up? I, I'm or... look. I'm Google. Yeah, I'm on my phone. Uh, okay. I mean, can I say like interracial Cheerios commercial? Yeah, that that that. Because I mean, it went on on the news. There was people. What? There was people upset because this was the. It was. It was like 2013. Maybe. It was 2013. Oh, okay, here we go. I'm just gonna play it into the mic. Mom. Yes, honey. Dad told me that Cheerios is good for your heart. Is that true? says here that Cheerios has whole grain oats that can help remove some cholesterol, and that's heart healthy. That went viral. That went viral. I mean, she's she's pretty white. I gotta say, that's a very white lady. (laughs) She's like a librarian. (laughs) This like guy. If if we're looking at the same one, thinking the same one, then yeah, it was that one. So I end up doing a commercial where I was one of the I was one of the earlier people who had a white wife with a mixed kid. Mm. And that was a Domino's commercial. Mine was like 2015 or so. And I remember looking at the comments from what people were saying. Oh, you know this. What was some of the comments? Oh, you know this is Hollywood because what black man stays in his kid's life this long? Then I saw comments where it was like, uh, I will never buy Domino's pizza again. This is a great way for you to lose your clientele, Domino. And I'm like, it's all of this over over a over pizza, mediocre pizza, (laughs) (laughs) shitty pizza. All right, (laughs) all right. So you. People think that commercials are just these little frivolous things, and like, ah, oh, that's cute. But it's it's a it's a huge world. People pay it. People really do pay attention. Yeah, they do. It's a lot of this. Well, can I ask you something? Because I guess it's sort of a pet peeve of mine, and I don't really know how to put it into words, but I'll try. I feel like there's such a like in the world of acting, there's such a lack of respect, perceived respect for commercial actors. And because no one really knows what it takes and people look and they're like, 
like, oh my God, you're just fucking drinking out of a coffee cup or whatever. But I guess it's so infuriating because they don't know. They don't know that the people who stay and make it have to like, what's the word? Just uh, persevere through all kinds of bullshit to get to something so simple and stupid as mm -hmm. drinking out of a cup of coffee and like dying to drink out of it so they can pay the bills. But why do you think there's such a lack of respect for commercial acting versus being on a series? And I feel like they deserve the same amount. To be honest, this is a career and there's not a lot of people who can make it. And I think you've made it. It's like a butterfly who makes it. And so why is that? Because a lot of commercials don't have lines. And because they don't have lines and they're just like, they're quick. People act like people turn the channels when they see a commercial sometimes. Like they're just mm. like, oh, it's a commercial. Hey, everybody hurry up and go do X, Y, Z, a commercial's on. So people don't, people just in general don't pay respect to commercials. If you're hungry while you're watching a, a TV show, you wait till a commercial break to go to the kitchen. So there's a lack of respect just in general. <laughs> <laughs> as as commercial actors and like my mom i did a um a sprint commercial with the guy with the with the uh when he was doing i think it was the can you hear me now guy when he switched over from verizon to work <laughs> being like a sprint spokesperson yeah and he had all the lines i'm not gonna use that as an example because he got he spokesperson money is different yeah. but there was another i've done a bunch of them where somebody had all the lines and i was just standing there the entire time i didn't say nothing i was just there and he was talking to me like yeah have you ever tried this cheeseburger and i was like uh -huh. and then he da 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 da, -da. <laughs> people don't know we get paid the same exact the mouth <laughs> whether you get all the lines yeah. or no lines yeah. and it's and people don't respect it because people don't know how much money you really make in commercials mm. people like oh you're a commercial well, what's that if, you, if you're an actor and you make this much with lines that must mean in commercials you must make this much <laughs> So it's like, actually, no, you make, I, I got a couple people who are series regulars in shows and they said they, for the first three seasons of their show, they made more money in commercials than they did in actual TV. Because, you know, you if you're getting, what, 20,000, 25,000 episodes, you got an eight or an eight uh, episode order or even a 10 episode order, you can make that same amount off of like five good commercials at least back then you really could mm. this now there's this change of of streaming and this change of like we've negotiated commercials so low right now that it's 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 a huge difference like my uh i did a snapple commercial and i think i made like twenty thousand off of it which was cool but my friend did it maybe like three four years prior a snapple commercial and made like eighty ninety thousand off of it is that the class A sort of difference? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's insane money, but that was the norm for sure, which is why you could kind of live off of one or two a year. And now I feel like more of an, I mean, first of all, now it's not even guaranteed that you're, it's going to run because everything's mm -hmm. so unpredictable, but it's not guaranteed it's going to run. So you guys, listen, you can go through all this stuff and book it and then be like, yeah, but like you might just get the session, which is just the day rate, which is insane. So it might not run. You might get cut. Anything really goes, especially if you don't have lines and you're not a pivotal part, you, mm -hmm. you really could get cut. I thought I was going to get cut from this CVS women's campaign last year. They hired, it was like a classic like budget blaster situation where they wanted to like blow out the budget before the end of the year. So they hired 30 OCPs. And wow. uh, 
Every single OCP had a line except for me. Mm. And I started feeling extremely nervous that I was just, my little ass was going to get cut. And I auditioned with lines and I was great at them. And it was like powerful, powerful women lines. You can go watch it on CVS.com. It lives there. And I was the woman who was called like the hero unboxing woman. And I was like, well, it's cool that I'm like a hero. And the only reason I stayed in it and I think I wasn't cut is because I was the only clip out of all of the different edits they made where I was holding the box that you can get delivered to your house full of drugs from CVS and I was opening the box and it was just like zooming in on said box and my face. It was the only product shot like really mm -hmm. of that box, the delivery service. And so thank God. But as as I was on set and other women were doing multiple days and way on set way longer or being used way longer, I was getting in my head a lot. It's just like no there are no guarantees. And um, I made the most money I've ever made from any commercial from that commercial, turns out. And I was in it for probably one and a half seconds, maybe, if that counts. But yeah, it's unpredictable. It's very unpredictable. And I'm okay with it not being fully like people looking at it because it keeps it smaller. If yeah. everybody really knew, like I was, we was talking on set yesterday during this strike of the writer's strike and the SAG strike, the only thing that's not, the only good thing that you can do are commercials. Mm -hmm. so now some of these people who are in that, that, that kind of like frowned upon you for doing commercials are now like, Hey, how do you, who's your commercial agent? Oh shit. Who, who, are you? They're well, coming I, over. I, yeah. <laughs> Like good theatrical, like working actors are like, hey, let me just do a couple of jobs. I only know of a couple, so I only I assume that there's more because they gotta they gotta figure out work for some. They gotta oh, figure. Oh God, work I didn't out. even think about this. I didn't even this didn't even cross my mind. Really? No, I mean maybe. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Like it's kind of no. like how a lot of celebrities started doing video games over the last few years, and people have gotten really like vocal about it. Like, hey, they're pushing us out. Da, 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 Cause it's such good money. But now I'm like, oh, they're just gonna be like, hey, make a phone call. I want to start auditioning for big stuff. And is that gonna affect you know the little guys who make our full living off of the thing? Oh, I gotta make some calls. <laughs> call, <laughs> make all the calls. But yeah, so they're especially because they don't know how long this uh, strike is gonna last. It's not like it's some are saying a few months. Some are saying that by 2024. But you don't know. We don't know. It could be tomorrow. Doubt it, but it could be tomorrow. I feel, though, we are in a good position because we are one of the few. Like, people know they were, we, we're known. People know our work at production companies, ad agencies. Mm. Like they'll see some of these working actors unless they're unless they're like the star and like the you know whatever. But we're we're our own version of of a series regular. Oh, like people, I love that. Yeah, we're, well, we are. Know, yeah, they're people like, know who up? we are. Uh huh. We're like a family to a weird family. I got this message. From, I'm gonna read this to you all. I shared it with my friend. Uh, I got this message from a uh, a person at this particular ad agency. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to read it without actually saying. And the name. Hey, Willie, it's G from blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> regarding your XYZ commercial, the agency, everybody wanted you so bad. You were everybody's top choice, but the client has, the client pretty much 
goes with whoever their second back their backup is. It's like, don't worry, we we're gonna look out for you. And so it's it's a long message. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. But yeah, he was like pretty much he's like, I, I'm only saying that to say like the right people know who we are. Yeah. The right people know like, oh, Willie's coming in to audition. Uh-huh. Hey y'all, oh what's up, Willie? Long time. No, blah yeah. blah 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 blah. And so yeah, we're our own series regularly. They can come over, they can audition, but they but the thing is you don't go into commercial acting like you do theatrical acting mm-hmm. we're not uh, 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 like we might get some of those spots but commercials is a little bit more there's a, there's a science to what we do mm-hmm. there's something that's a little bit more more quirky more fun we're we're I think we're better. <laughs> well, we have this, I think it's like an ethereal, it's like a kind of like magicians. Like we can take the absolute worst bullshit and just make it so good. And they're like, why is it so good when she says it? And it's like, they can't even put their finger on it. It's just cause we like, we're like an intuitive breed of people. Cause commercials are, man, they can be real, you know, on paper, they are boring and flat. We get to bring some terrible shit to light and make it so good and kind of like feels like showing off in the best way possible but you showing off is actually like helping the collective goal because they're like whoa and even if like listen I'm sure this has happened to you doing amazing improv during a callback or whatever and you don't get it but like they are eating it up and they're probably taking notes and they're probably going to watch your tape and rewrite part of the commercial with your jokes and that's also another thing like we don't get paid for that but it's a compliment to our entire person and and our what we've worked for and and our arsenal of tools as commercial actors comedians all of the things. I got a text I want to read to you (laughs) from a friend who's a casting director who I know both of the directors in the room. I thought, I truly thought I had it in the bag. I got a text saying, oh man, so great having you in. You were up in the selects till the last second. The boys were pushing for you, but the dumb agency had a favorite. They were stuck on sad face. But seriously, you were very funny in there. And I was like, oh man, it's always a coin flip in the end. But thanks for the (laughs) intel. Stupid agency and she goes stupid agency and then that was it but i was like first of all she didn't have to text me that right second of all that's so cool and it just felt really good to go in there anyway but these are people who are gonna continue to love you for you and know that you're gonna just deliver every time mm-hmm Every every time. Okay, I want to just pivot to a couple things and then um, I don't know how much time you have, but I, I don't want to take up too much of your morning um, since all of us actors are so busy these days. <laughs> I should just go to the picket lines and be like, hey, let's just do interviews on the spot. Yeah, commercials? Yeah. Cool. Hey. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Good idea, Catherine. <laughs> I do want to talk about how your stand-up comedy career has influenced and enhanced your ability to work as a commercial actor and maybe like any advice you have for actors who are are like trying to balance both comedy and acting and how you balance being on the road and do you make money from comedy and like just everything comedy go (laughs) everything comedy go (laughs) uh that's interesting that you said this so the commercial that i once again did yesterday i auditioned for it here shout out 200 south i got the call back and the callbacks in person but i'm in miami and so i'm like I, I hit, I'm like, Jan, I'm in Miami. I, I, I can't, I'm not going to be able to make it in time. I'm looking at flights, blah, 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 blah. She's like, oh, hold on. And 
they allowed me to zoom. They allowed me to, to, to do it by zoom. And so I was like, oh my goodness, thank goodness. Cause one, I, I needed the gig, not knowing that I was going to book it. I was like, oh, thank goodness. But it was so cool that it, I, that was able to work out because there's been so many times it hasn't. I am what they call an LA comic because I try to stay out here. I would love to do the road more, but I'm not able to make a lot of money on the road like that. I might bring in a thousand dollars here. Am I bringing five, six hundred dollars here? I'm not selling out like theaters or anything to where it would definitely make the most sense. And so I miss a lot of opportunities because of that. And but stand up or commercials has also gave me the freedom to do road stuff if I really wanted to. Mm. And so the stuff that I am doing on the road, thank God I was able to do these amount of commercials that are keeping me afloat right now. So mm-hmm. in those times where I where I'm a little bit more like, all right, I'm able to go on the road. So I'm able to so I will go ahead and do that. Now, what comedy has done for me with commercials, especially my style of comedy, I do. I don't do a lot of crowd work, but I know how to read, read a crowd and how to read an audience. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in a room, I'm able to read. I can read the room. I'm like, all right, what is, what do these people like? What what notes can I get from them? And I have this fearlessness. One thing that a lot of young not even just young a lot of things that has no not, nothing to do with young or old but one thing people are scared to do in rooms is to make the room their own Mm. And they are scared to ask questions. Like they'll get these notes. They're like, "All right, here's what the here's here's the breakdown of the spot." Blah blah blah. Anybody got questions? No. All right, perfect. <laughs> I'm always like, I got know. questions. Me too, <laughs> and I see you do the same thing. <laughs> They're like, uh, blah 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 blah. Uh, is this? Let me at least let me. Re- I always just say at least let me repeat it back to you to make yes. sure that I got it. I'm like, so you want me to walk from point A to point B while holding my phone and picking up a drink, but also doing this and also talking to this person <laughs> over here at the same time, right? No, Willie, that's not what I said at all. It's da 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 da. And I'll leave that room with the other people and they're like, oh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> yeah. Why you don't ask? Why? <laughs> I don't understand either. I It blows my mind. I feel like the stupid, like, brown nosing student who's like, can I just repeat that back to you so I know that I'm on the same page? Okay, cool. Yeah, people won't even do that. And I, I cheat getting an extra take in. Like, once I get into that room, I'll, I'll look where the board is. I'm reading the board. And then uh, let's say I do the first take and the director is giving me notes. He's like, all right, good, Willie, but actually I want you to do, I want you to do this. I want you to do this, 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 and that. I'm like, all right, so you want me to do this? And I'll act it out real quick. I'm like, so instead of waiting for them, like, instead of just being like, okay, take two, boom. I'm like, okay, uh, let me just do it real quick. So you want me to be like, eh, 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 eh. he's like, yeah, 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 that, but maybe do this a little bit more. I'm like, okay, so like, eh. he's like, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh my God, what a hack. I love this hack. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I cheat <gasps> trying to get an extra take in by doing little things like that. Or if I'm doing it with, with some kids, I'm like, can I run it with these kids real quick just so they're so they, they're comfortable? And they love that. I've done, I've been a father on a, a decent amount of commercials because I understand how to I have I get one maybe because I have kids mm. and two is because I understand how to interact with the kids. These kids are nervous. These kids don't know anybody. You tell you you're telling these five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old kids to go into this room with these strangers that you've never seen before and act. Some of them can do a good job, but even if they can't do it, I still try to take that time to be like, hey, I'm Willie. Hey, how you doing? Can can I can I just just when you you say this, I'm gonna say.
say this. All right, cool. We got it? Yeah. All right. Yay. Mm. And you know, so it's those little things outside the actual audition of the board that I feel really make the audition because these are now the agency, the clients, the director sees, oh, Willie, this this isn't just an audition for Willie. Willie really knows this is somebody I could be with on set. Willie will actually help us on set. He wants to make sure that he does the best job, the people in the room do the best job mm. and put everything in the best light as possible. So those are like my little laws of hacks. And But I learned a lot of that from comedy. I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. I look at some of the people in the audience. I'm talking to them. I own the room. This is my stage. You're this, And when they say, come to the stage next is Willie Mac. These next 10, 15, 20 hours is mine. Y'all are in Willie's room. And you know commercials is a number game. I, what, we do like 70 commercial auditions? Maybe, not that many. But you know, we do a bunch of commercial auditions hoping to get three or four of these a year. So you're not going to get all of them anyways. So at least the rooms that I'm in, you're going to know who Willie Mac is. You're going to be like, I like Willie. Willie's fun. Mm. And whatever it is. So I go in those, I, I own that room. That's my room. Y'all just happen to be directing and producing and casting and, 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 <laughs> but, 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 but when I walk into that room, y'all, y'all in Willie's work. There's no nervousness for me. There's no, oh, I hope they like me. I, y'all, y'all should like me. Yeah. Y'all, y'all yeah. Well. doing standup obviously is like, it's a direct one-to-one on you being able to create that same exact, just transfer that feeling. Like this is what I do. I walk in, I'm me <laughs> for lack of better term. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's true. I I work, as you know, I work for many offices and there have been times, you know, one of my bosses will get a breakdown and they're like, all right, can you prep this? And uh, here's the spe- here's all the roles, whatever. Look at the pictures. Just look for like a Willie Mac type of black guy. And then they start naming the people that like are, you know, the people of our industry as my prototypes to look for. And I'm like, okay, maybe one day I'll get to be one of those people. Yeah. You're one of those people that just gets thrown around casually like like you're some kind of prototype because you are. I mean, you're on director treatments from prior commercials. They're looking for someone like you because maybe you have a conflict and you it, it can't be you. Ta- can you talk about that? Oh. <laughs> he is, if you guys can't see him, but he's just leaning back with his head back. In oh chair. my goodness. What? I've had so many conflicts and sometimes my commercial may be over, uh-huh. but because they ran it so much that they can't, that they, they, I got to just wait out this holding fee or whatever. <sighs> like, I, I think I, what was it, last year? Yeah, I did, uh, two, a couple of years ago, I did a Verizon commercial. I do it, you know, we get our good run in. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. And so now it's like wintertime, the spot's done. And I was at uh, 200 South and I went in for one spot and then the casting director said, hey, Willie, come do this AT&T. Since you're here, come do this AT&T spot. I'm like, all right. And I go in, I audition. I get a call back, and they ready to book me. And Jen was like, you're still on... Un- Willie, this is, I'm like, but, but it was like cable. It was like, it wasn't like AT&T, the phone. It was like AT&T. Yeah, there's different like. things within phone companies. There's different bundles and things. It's not just. I wasn't even thinking like that. I just just heard, Willie, come audition for this. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, Boom. Yeah. And so they end up not, and I was like, but Jen, my spot's done running. She was like, well, she, I think she made a call. Something happened. And she was like, they want to put enough time be- 
between this spot and this you doing anything else in order to you know so it ain't like didn't we just see him doing this so they turned it down or days have collided where i'm where i had to chew i didn't i didn't get to chew you don't ever get to really chew it's the first one like, your book has to be yeah. the one i know i know and i knew one of them was a well one of them was just like a regional it wasn't even like it was like a regional and then this one was like national and i'm like jen can you just tell them that i caught covid or something she's like willie i can't do that i'm like oh my god <laughs> and so i mean i wasn't able to do it so they passed on me so yeah i've I, I dealt with both of those type of things and then i think it, 2016 to 18 i had like 10 commercials and even though some of them stopped running i couldn't do anything else yeah because i'm it will all be conflict. Every I'm like, category. Oh, yeah. And one that I I don't like doing unless people, like one of, the, one of the ones that's like, there's this huge myth on is uh, Super Bowl commercials. Mm. People are like, oh, will you book the Super Bowl commercial? I'd be like, fuck, I booked ah. the Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> because Super Bowl commercials usually only run that one time. Mm-hmm. So you gonna hold me for all this time? But it's this one... Yeah. So it might, yeah, sure. I got all these eyes. Oh, you seen? Like, uh, I think it was three years ago. I had like two or three Super Bowl commercials, and it was uh, it was two Verizon's, and then I forget what. The, and it was a Discover card. The Discover one, thankfully, kept on running. Yeah, sometimes the, they are they are unicorns. Yeah, but, unicorn. But the perceive, but the perception, especially among actors and just the normal population, is like if you book Super Bowl, you can like buy a house, and that is not the case at all. Not the case. <laughs> so yeah so those are those that's definitely a big myth that people don't don't know like because we're trying to i'm trying to pay i'm trying to live and so i was like yeah here's a few here's a few thousand like thank you are there any other myths or misperceptions about commercials that you would like to debunk well i think we kind of talked about it throughout but like how commercials is a nice living if you if you if you become one of those people you take the time to learn commercials you take like i love commercials like i get so excited when Mm. i see a commercial audition i don't get the same excitement for tv and film no me either me either i thought there's something wrong with me yes I get to do it and and be able to be not just do it, but I'm also I know that I'm good at it yeah. because I take the time to learn to take the time to study. I'm a nerd when it comes to commercials, Ugh. a nerd. When I'm going in for a Walmart commercial. I will watch 20 other Walmart commercials. Yeah. I'm like, how did they, how did they, okay, they, they did. Okay. 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 What did <laughs> they wear? How, how long did they smile? Who's directing this? Okay. I'm a nerd when it comes to yeah. this. Yeah. People just treat it sometimes like, oh, it's a commercial. I'm like, oh, all right, go, go do it. I don't you. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm like, all right, I got to go buy, like, I got to go buy, like, bank commercial wardrobe. Like, they're all kind of the same tone. Everyone's wearing beige. There's overcoats. These women are looking good. I need to look good. And then it's like, oh, but over here, they're wearing a lot more, like, I got to look kind of hip. Sometimes I stop people at 200 South and I'm like, where did you buy that? I need to go buy that immediately because that mm-hmm. I need them to be able to plug and play me right into their commercial as I look right now. That's another thing. That's another thing. And you learn on set. People dress you a certain way. That's how they see you. That's yep. how they saw you with glasses and you've kept the glasses forever. Do you actually need the glasses? I do now. Oh. At first I didn't. <laughs> at first I didn't. When I became a TV editor, 
I ended up at, like, you know, you're doing this all day and then yeah. I end up actually needing them for real. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, I end up needing them for real. But yeah, oh, the irony is so true. And last myth is commercial acting is real act. Mm. No matter what you say, you have to audition for it. You have to meet XYZ and XYZ the same way you meet that on over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I personally find it more fun. Yeah, there's not there's a lot of things that can go I mean I guess it can in commercials too I uh was up for a uh series on NBC it was a show called Undateables and uh I still got the script for it I did everything I was supposed to do and a few of my friends were on this show too it was their show and then it gets up to networks and networks look at me and says nah Willie won't work because Willie actually looks dateable and I was like ah oh, just that just that one person be like I mean, there is that version of that in the commercial world, but it, it happens so often and just like the, it's so, it's so much more when it goes to network. So, so the only thing I have not done that I look forward to doing in commercial world, I've never been a spokesperson. Oh, that's that's on my vision board oh. to be a spokesperson for, for, a, uh, for a commercial. I mean, you're not far from it. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. It's gonna yeah, be one hundred percent. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna we're gonna have a little we should have a little party for that for that a big party. I'm down. At two hundred south. <laughs> At two hundred south. <laughs> Woo! Amazing. Um any final thoughts, advice, upcoming projects, shows, things you want to share with us. Where can we find you? How can we come and stalk you? What's going on? Uh got a lot of shows coming up. Texas, Virgin Islands, I got New York, I got a bunch. Just follow me, Willie mm-hmm. Mac on everything, W-I-L-L-I-E-M-A-C-C. And uh, you'll see what dates I have, where I'm going to be at. Hopefully, uh, I'm here in L.A. a little bit more often and, and get some more of these commercials so y'all can see me <laughs> on TV. I'm going to say this last thing, just something funny to me. Part of the reason I got really good at commercials and really decided to delve into it was because I was I was dating this chick at this time and she broke up with me because she said she she missed dating ballers. She missed dating men with money. Mm. And so she's like, ah, I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm out. So great, said, great girl. Great, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm about dodging a, a bullet, and and so I said, you know what? This is this is my petty thing. I was like, I don't want to just be good on get a TV show because if you get a TV series, you can avoid it. Willie's on X Y Z. I'm not watching it. One thing that you'll never be able to avoid <laughs> is commercials. You go to the movies, you'll see me. You go online, you go on YouTube, you stream. You can't and get... you'll see me in the most annoying way possible. Just <laughs> right in your face, really louder than the show. And you know I'm making money. Yes. Ha ha ha. I'm a baller, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, revenge karma. This is good. I like that for a commercial. A little bit of a, you guys heard it here. You want to fuck over an ex, get into commercial acting. <laughs> exactly. That's the takeaway. Well, Willie, you are so cool and amazing and talented and hardworking and all the things. Thank you for your generosity. I hope that you get so many followers from this to add to all of your followers and new fans. That's that's what we got, you guys. Thank you so much all for tuning in to Slate It Till You Make It. Be sure to share this episode, like, subscribe, rate, review. Everything you can will help us grow. We love you. Keep slating it till you make it. And Willie and I are slating it over here until we make it. Peace out.